You are now listening to The Caleb One Show, where we talk about everything that they should have taught you in school regarding your health, your finances, and your social life. I'm your host, Caleb, and the episode starts now. Hello and welcome to The Caleb One Show. I'm your host, Caleb One, and this is the podcast where we talk about what school should have taught us. Uh, And if you've been keeping up with my posting, firstly, thank you for listening it helps in recommending more of this content to other people uh, on other platforms. But with these past few episodes, if you've been listening, if you're not, then it's all good. Um, but if you've been listening or just look through the titles of these past sort of few episodes before this, um, you've sort of seen me mention uh, fake gurus, courses, and scams. And I'd like to dedicate this episode to shedding light and shedding some awareness on this controversial subject simply because that's what my whole channel is about. It's about providing the best information and best practical information that unfortunately schools and families didn't teach us or completely forgot to teach us and they even have the ability to say shit like we love you, we care about you, yet bitch you didn't teach us this. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm going to draw some ideas from my boy CoffeeZilla who's had a whole YouTube channel uh, about exposing figures and giving victims a platform that they can provide their testimonials without being shut up by gurus and gurus' lawyers. Um, so let's get into this because, hey, there are some shady things out in the world. All right? We've seen snake oil salesmen. We've seen Jehovah Witnesses. But never have we seen anything like this on the internet. Again, with Jehovah Witnesses, with snake oil salesmen, um, you can really just get away from them simply by ignoring them and not giving them the attention. But courtesy of the internet and the fact that social media really relies and really preys on people who just want to see funny shit or cool shit or interesting shit, um, a lot of these fake gurus use this as an opportunity to get people's attention. And this is where it's really deadly. And this is the stuff that no one talks about because, again, I guess they have an excuse as to why schools and businesses or not schools and businesses but schools and institutions and families didn't really teach us about this uh, was mainly because this is something that's we've never seen before it's something that's completely brand spanking new and again I think myself and other guys like uh, Mike Winnett again CoffeeZilla who are creating content and educating the masses about this stuff like hey there's some shady people out there on the internet and we have to be able to identify them and be able to not give them the attention that they're looking for um but before we get too far into this i want to give you my definite my definition of what a fake guru is um and this is what it is in my opinion a person who sells you on a vision to make money only to take your money and blame you for your lack of success um, that's what it is for me. And it's very similar to what false teachers are. Uh, but my, de- my, my definition applies to in-person and online as well. Now, keep in mind, this is what the definition is when it comes to someone who sells you shit, uh, either online or in-person, claiming to be some experienced entrepreneur. Um, anyone who doesn't provide you results for what you paid for is simply a scammer trying to make a quick buck off of what you want. Uh, And you can replace this sort of fake guru with scammer um, if you want. By definition, 
again, it's just trying to label some internet mastermind entrepreneur, right? That, that's all it really is. Um, but now that we have some sort of definition, now that we have some sort of baseline that we understand and we can filter through what we want um, and what we consider what a fake guru is and what their tendencies are, I really want to get into sort of the tendencies and tactics. What are some ways that they try to sucker in, try to lure people in to giving them money? Um, this is through some of my experience, but the mix of what I've heard, what I've done on research. Um, again, some of the ideas came from CoffeeZilla's list. Actually, again, all of this stuff came from CoffeeZilla's list. Um, again, some of the stuff is predatorial. Some of the stuff is unethical. Um, but I highly recommend after you guys listen to this episode that you guys watch CoffeeZilla's uh, episode on, on YouTube on how to identify these red flags and some of the tendencies, again, and tactics that they use. And then I'm also going to give sort of my take on what he says um, and give you sort of the behind the scenes of what they don't tell you about it. Um, so definitely go check that out. Um, but I'm assuming that you've watched it, paused it, and gone and uh, seen it. Um, let's start with Mastermind. Let's be frank when I say this. Masterminds and webinars or some sort of conference or seminar um, is nothing more than an invitation for them to sell you on some fantasy you wish to believe, unfortunately. And they capitalize on this by creating some sort of cult-like mentality. Uh, I remember when I went to Dean Graziosi's uh, sort of free training for real estate. It's where I met uh, Meteora Brand, um, which is another way of saying mastermind or conference again. Just another way of saying it. It's all the same shit at the end of the day. Um, there's always a salesman. If it's not the salesman, then it's always the person running it. Um, but they have, there's always some sort of sales aspect of just trying to sell you on the idea that you can make millions of dollars by using some form of knowledge through uh, some sort of course. Either that's real estate, Bitcoin, blockchain, cryptocurrency, whether whatever it is. Um, but in this case, um, the salesman at the t at the from the stage who doesn't really say he's a salesman because if he said that, then everyone would be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Um, but it's where he says you can make millions of dollars by using real estate, which seems shady and it sh and it seems really really weird. And the fact that you're making all these promises and stuff, um, but. He's actually not wrong. <laughs> as weird as it sounds, most millionaires out there in the world really built their fortune through real estate. Not selling the course, but actually doing real estate deals. Leasing out houses, leasing out condos, uh, leasing out apartments. Um, I think I already said apartments. But just having some form of real estate. You know, buying some land and selling it. Again, that's just uh, where the real estate level is. Um but the really icing on the cake and sort of the shady part to all of this is that sort of the guy will say, oh, you can make millions if you buy our, only if you buy our course. But if that course doesn't make you money, there's always this other course that can guarantee it. And it's just this vicious cycle of them selling you on some fantasy vision you, you buy into. That you're like, yeah, that's what it is. That's, that's what I want. That's what I want right there. And it's just you and this vicious cycle of this vision that's being sold to you and you buying their product usually it's always a course because it's easy to replicate 
and constantly making up excuses to why you're not making money. And to have the audacity and the balls to resolve your issue with, wait, a course. Another course. And it's just, again, it's just this cycle. It's so deadly. And this is just this whirlpool of death. And honestly, the best way to avoid this is to simply not attend and not go. Trust me, you're not missing out on anything. You're not having any FOMO when it comes to the fear of missing out. If you ever have any sort of logical objection or any logical question that you wish to be answered, honestly, you're just going to get addressed by the person at the front of the stage and just get roasted by that guy. Or he's going to try and have a mob mentality and criticize you like you're some black sheep in a herd. Like, that that's, like, really fucked up. Like, again, if you have a legit question that you have it, that you need answers to, they're just going to shut you out, and they're just going to keep on going with their sort of sales presentation. That's what it is on Mastermind. Moving forward, luxury cars. Um, personally, I hate them. I really don't like sort of this extravagant lifestyle. Uh, I see this as nothing more than a burden. I see it nothing more than an expense with having to pay for insane insurance and upfront cost and just always having to spend time on repairing something. Um, but for the reason most of these internet marketers and internet gurus, uh, they justify having these fancy cars in these videos and having all these babes and houses surround them. Um, it's just that, like, it, they just say some stupid-ass shit, like, oh, it's just the car, or it's just the house, or it's just the babes, or just the, the people that I have. I don't really need it to survive. Um, but what they don't tell you, sort of the behind-the-scenes of this, is that living this lifestyle isn't sexy. It's really not. It may look like it's sexy, but having to deal with it long-term takes a hit to your finances. It creates this unnecessary void that eats up your time and money, regardless if it's rented out or bought, so that you have to resort to using it. You have to resort to uh, recuperating or using these items or using these sort of uh, these cars, these houses, these babes to recuperate that lost revenue, that lost money that you could have spent it on something else. Again, opportunity cost. Um, and as long as it brings in views, unfortunately, as long as it brings in views, it'll always bring in money. There is no reason to deviate regardless if it, if it sells or not. Like, again, like, there's still people using this stuff, and they're just selling on this vision. And the worst part of it is that it's getting the youth as well. The youth don't know anything. Uh, let's be honest with when I say that. They really don't know anything. They, they don't know what's good. They don't know what's bad. So... To really capitalize on this is, I'd say, unethical. And it, again, this is why we have things like COPPA. Like, again, this is where YouTube started changing their rules about who can watch certain videos and if it's kid-friendly or not. Because as, again, some YouTubers say, like, oh, we shouldn't do that. I'm like, I'm kind of for it. It's kind of good. <laughs> not kind of good. It is good. It's how we filter out what kids should watch and should not watch. Um, now... Again, moving forward. Um, 9 to 5. I don't think people understand that working 9 to 5 is the reason why the Western world is thriving. Like, it thrives the way it is. Without this consistent work schedule, like, and you see, like, all the time about all of these um, 
see all these books and see all these internet labels like escape nine to five honestly ignore it nine to five is just a set schedule of productivity that's all it really is without this consistent work schedule most of what we have in the world wouldn't function sports games wouldn't start at 7 p.m businesses wouldn't be able to scale to seven figures because no one's working and no one would get anything done simply because there's no routine and when they have to be productive um again it comes down to hating what you're doing in the nine to five block if that's the case you're honestly just wasting your time you're wasting your time in a career you don't like and an activity you hate right and again if it's actually the activity you don't like then again you need to make some urgent changes again this is something that this is your life get get it right get it serious um but again nine to five is just a set period of time right um to go back to my mentor kevin shea uh who's a construction worker he told me that people who just like the end goal are people who just hate their lives and are just insecure and are seeking approval from other people um and he told me that true happiness lies in building something not necessarily like a damn house or doing the plumbing and stuff like that but it's building a skill set you like to get good at and then having the product be something that you like to vision that's what it really comes down to it's like what do you want it to look like and it's almost like building it in the way you want it to be built and that you enjoy doing it and that's where again that's where flow comes from um I'm going to skip live webinars mainly because it's very similar to what I discussed about masterminds. Again, it's just an invitation for them to sell you on some shit. Um, but if you've been following my stuff chronologically in this order, uh, I did an episode titled Coaching versus Courses, Are They Worth It? Um, and breaking them both down and informing people what they should know about both of them and sort of what my opinions are. Um, but to keep this short and sweet, I question why these gurus make claims of making like millions of dollars with businesses that quite frankly no one even fucking knows like no one has ever heard of it and suddenly had the epiphany of oh let me make some course and that teaches people how to be a millionaire um like if you ask me what's the rationale to making a decision like okay my business right is making a million dollars or my business is making a billion dollars even Let's just make a course on how to teach people how to make a billion dollars. Like, who the fuck came up with that idea? Like, there is no rational thinking within this. Mainly because, like, if something works for you, if you're all, like I said, if you're already like a multi-millionaire, multi-billionaire dollar, like making so much money, why break away? Why deviate something from something that already works with you? If anything with all these internet gurus and all these sort of, again, marketers and stuff, if anything, you made your millions because you sold courses on trying to show people how to make millions. Like, it's sickening to hear and hear someone unfold and teach someone who hasn't even done what they're accomplishing and what they're trying to uh, teach themselves. Like, this is the blind leading the blind. And this is the most fucked up part about it. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it so far. If there's something you'd like me to talk about or someone you'd like me to interview, feel free to leave the topic or guest in their survey show notes. And if you love this podcast, show your love by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review of what you think about the show. All right, let's get back into it.
again, I, I, this is like a little bit of a rant, but also at the same time informing you guys about this shit. This is so fucked up. <laughs> um, moving forward, watch out for people younger than 35. That's giving advice. And I know the awkwardness is real when I'm considering that I'm saying this when I'm 18, but a good rule of thumb to consider, because now that I'm saying it, uh, you shouldn't listen to people who are younger than 35, mainly. When it comes to advice, um, now again, I'm, I'm 18 when I say this, um, but you're looking for experience and background when it comes to advice. Um, think of it like causation correlation. It's correlated that a 35-year-old will give you good advice. But just because you're 35, it doesn't mean that you'll give good advice. The reason why you give good advice is because you have 5 to 10 years of experience under your belt that you have accumulated through the years of practice and repetition. And just going through that in your early to mid-20s, that's why you're over time. That's why, say, that's why people say that uh, wisdom comes with age. I don't know if it's true or not. I think experience uh, mostly comes with it. Um, but now that you're, you're going to encounter some exceptions, right? It's, it's rare, but I will say that it's rare that someone on the young side, sort of on the, a young blood will give you good advice. For the most part, most kids and sort of younger side of the world are quite stupid and they're pretty arrogant, uh, for the most part. Like for me, I'm an exception. I'm not saying that to be a cocky bitch or anything like that. I'm saying that to prove a point because I'll give you... Uh, I'll bring up points with people like about reading Dark Triad or Hexco or build a work routine or demonstrate my work ethic. Like these are fundamental aspects in a person's life that would really help people on a day-to-day enjoyment. Like these are things that when I was younger, I'd bring up to my friends and family and people that I just meet and they'd think I'm weird, even though that most most of this shit implemented would save their lives. Um, but honestly, I, at the end of the day, I, I kind of just consider myself lucky. Again, that's why I'm an exception. I've been fortunate enough to be around passionate teachers who have an abundance of wisdom and who have great work ethic and just being around them, there's so, sort of their vibe just shadows me. Um, but again, to come full circle, carefully watch and listen to people trying to give you advice. Again, don't always take action on what people say, um, but always listen to people out of respect. And then just throw it out. Honestly, just kick it to the curb. If some, if some, if your taxi driver, your Uber, your Uber driver says something uh, like about blockchain or anything like that, I think that's your cue to say, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, yeah. Just nod your head in agreement, and then just let it go. Honestly. But to piggyback on listening and watching people on the internet, or just listening to people in general, um, practice. Be aware. And practice questioning everything. Question their finance history. Now, a very common response to this question and a very common objection to this um, and rebuttal is usually they'll say something along the lines, these gurus will say something along the lines of, oh, I don't want to reveal how much I make because I'm going to get gold diggers or fake friends and lawsuits sent my way if I share how much I make. Which honestly is a good reason not to disclose how much money you make. But this begs another question, which is, why the fuck are you creating content about money advice, even though you are going through, uh, going to get hit with questions about your finance history? 
Like, what the fuck? Why the fuck would you do it? This is, this, if you haven't already heard from the tone of my voice, is your cue to run. Like, why the fuck would you create something even though you have no logical rebuttal, right? Like, kudos to you for making, for being smart and being like, hey, I don't want to expose my income because I'm going to get fake friends and gold diggers. Well, like, I'm, oh shit, motherfucker, why did you create a course about it? You're going to, you know, you're going to get hit with it. And you know you can't have a logical rebuttal. So again, I question, I get you guys to question everything that you fucking hear, right? Speaking of running advertisements, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Snapchat. Uh, if people run ads for their course or for their million dollar plan uh, that they need to pay to see, um, stop what you're doing. I want you literally to stop what you're doing, grab your tail, tuck it under you, and run. <laughs> Just to be clear when I say this, ads are good to help market a business. But unfortunately, these internet gurus and these sort of, uh, again, fake gurus, um, what they end up doing is that they brainwash viewers by selling their audience on some dream, on some vision that doesn't make sense uh, and they're just too good to be true, right? Honestly, you're better off just hitting that skip button. You're better off having that ad blocker extension. Uh, honestly, don't fall for this trap of the free stuff. Really, just just get it. Get that free stuff and get the fuck out. That's it. Or better yet, don't even go to that free stuff. Um, they just use the aspect of free to try and sell you through email, trying to sell you uh, through text messages, through calling you. Um, now, these are good marketing tactics. Don't get me wrong. I, I can agree through my experience of being a messenger marketer myself uh, that this shit works. And that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. What people don't realize is that businesses don't make money on the free stuff. I think that's pretty obvious. If it's something free, then it's obviously worth it. Um, and it's this reason why the free thing has to always do with education and information because it's again this is your way of showing that you know something you're showing your authority and your expertise if you want to say that um but with email and with phone numbers coming in this is where spam starts happening and there's a really good saying in the marketing world where the fortune is in the follow-up businesses make money by making multiple offers to someone and once they get them to buy once they're more than likely to buy twice, three times, and over and over and over again. And again, this is where a recurring customer comes over and over and over again. Now, that's good if you're a customer and the business you bought from sells you an actual product or service or experience. But when it comes to course, and when it comes to content, when it comes to uh, the information industry, um, where you can literally find the same information for free on YouTube, um, again, this is where you should really run and get the fuck out. Um, so those are my interpretations to some of CoffeeZilla's uh, red flags. Again, go check out his video. It'll be in the description for you guys. It goes a lot further. It goes a lot deeper about the fake guru stuff. Again, this is just, I'm sort of giving my interpretation on it. Because again, this is shit we should have been taught, um, but we weren't. Um, but I want to separate the episode this episode i want to sort of cut it off from here sorry hit my stand um i want to cut it off here on this one uh 
because in next episode, I want to go over some of the sort of subtle and more sort of low-key fake guru tactics that other people use uh, for businesses. Um, again, as for those of you who don't really realize this um, and haven't really been paying attention, um, the one thing I really want you guys to really take away from this episode is that there are snake people out there in the world. There are fake teachers. There are fake gurus. There are people who are out there to take your money. There are people out there to fuck you over. And re regardless if they want to fuck you over or not, or have the intent on doing it, unfortunately, with the industry of information and consulting, they only get results if their customers get results. And that's where the sort of multi-level marketing comes from. That's where sort of this cult-like mentality comes from. Um, again, it's just selling people on selling people on. It's literally like a pyramid scheme where you sell them on something and then they sell you on something. And it's just this vicious cycle over and over and over again. And this is why uh, this is where it gets really, really dangerous. And it wasn't always like this. Usually when it came to a consulting business, it was mostly just, hey, um, I learned something. Here's how I fix it. And this is what I'm going to do. But again, it's, hey, I'm going to teach you how to do the tactics. So you, you can relay that message to other people who are doing it. Um, and again, it's just really, really deadly. Um, but again, I really want to close off on this episode on this uh, and give you some other sort of tactics that you guys don't really see, some subtle ones um, that some people just don't understand or don't really realize that they're getting themselves into. Um, as for who these fake gurus are, at the end of the day, they're really just insecure people who want to make money using business, but don't have the patience, don't have the skill, don't have the work ethic or business knowledge to go out and execute on the venture that they dream of. And all these sort of fancy cars and cool backgrounds and sort of these, you know, fireworks all around them are just nothing more than illusion for themselves and for us just to sell them that there's some successful person with status. Honestly, at the end of the day, successful people don't need to look successful. They just know who they are with their stats, with their numbers, with, their, with, the, with the business that they grow. And at the end of the day, we all know who the fake gurus are. And we now have some sort of measurable system and sort of some, some sort of filter that we can use to filter out these people and verify if they're actually worth listening to or not. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Remember to stay tuned for part two. It'll be titled, Watch Out for These Eight Subtle Fake Guru Tactics, or something along those lines, something similar to that. Uh, I hope you guys found this episode interesting, entertaining. I hope you guys had a good time listening to it. Uh, if you guys want me to discuss topics uh, or some different topics on the podcast, feel free to leave it in the podcast survey or something that you have a question or something that you want you guys want to learn more about. Uh, feel free to leave it in the podcast survey. Again, something that uh, you we all can do. It'll be in every single description of every single episode. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I definitely had fun creating this episode. I hope you guys had fun listening to it. Um, my name is Caleb One, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.